What's up, y'all? DMP episode 18. Today is May, funny enough, 18th, 2021. Um, and Matt, are you having fun? Yes or no? I'm having a good time. I'm a little I'm a little annoyed as we spoke before we uh, press record. YouTube TV was kind of fucking us over during the Boston game, cutting out. Had the blood pressure going a little crazy, but I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> Experiencing the same shit. I'm sure all of us... Uh, YouTube TV years were uh, getting that little spinning wheel. I was ready to yank my router out the wall. So <laughs> yeah, same shit better not happen to uh, tomorrow. Yeah. I got a big, big day tomorrow. Can't, can't miss a second. That's for sure. But it's the golden episode, 18th episode on the 18th of May. Got to celebrate. Celebrate with something. The, uh, the playing games tonight started off with the, uh, the Pacers blowing out the Hornets, which I think was a surprise to you all. And then the Celtics yeah. kind of kept their distance with the, with the Wizards. Um, kind of a dud to start the super anticipated uh, playing tournament, but that's just the Eastern Conference being the Eastern Conference. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was Like you mentioned, I was pretty bummed about the Charlotte game. I always love watching them play. They were like my league pass team this year. I was always tuning in to see Miles Bridges dunk somebody through the rim or Lamelo do something cool or Terry hit a buzzer beater, but came up super short today. Just a complete beat down from like the second quarter on. Seemed like Indy had a 20 point lead the whole time. So it wasn't a very fun game to watch. And then, yeah, Tatum went off for a 50 burger tonight. So Boston secured their spot to play against um, the two Nets. seeds, yep, Nets. which will be Brooklyn. So Kyrie, uh, revenge series against, uh, against the Celtics. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I saw Robert Williams got hurt. Um, looked like he hurt his ankle or something like that on a rebound. So I don't know if he'll be available. It'll be kind of a big loss for them. If not, um, don't know if they really stand a chance in the seven game series against the Nets, even with him, but it'll be a lot tougher without him too. Yeah. I, it's going to have to be uh Tatum putting up 40 to 50 a night, especially against the Nets. And, um he's probably gonna run out of gas i i was listening to bill simmons earlier preview the uh eastern conference and his negative outlook on the celtics had me cracking up and <laughs> i just can't wait to hear him just bitch and moan every week once the uh celtics get ran out of the gym by the nets he's one of the whiniest boston fans it's ridiculous it was bad when uh when Kyrie made his exodus from from Boston. He took He's it real tough. He's still sore about that. <laughs> He's very salty still. He he held a big time grudge against Kyrie, um, and I, I kind of stopped listening to uh, to Billy Boy. But I'm I'm assuming he's hating everything about Kyrie this year. Yeah, my uh, I'm, I'm running out of my uh, uh, my my engagement with them. <laughs> yeah, even still talking is just it's too much. But. Uh, that kind of brings us into like the biggest thing for today. We had a, uh, a fun weekend last weekend with the Hall of Fame and um, Steph kind of going off in the dub, securing that playing seat. They got the Warriors or the Lakers tomorrow um, to play for that seventh seat. If they lose, they got to play the winner of the Spurs and the Grizzlies um, for the eighth seat. So um, let's just kind of jump into the playoff preview. Um, I want to talk about picks, things to look for. Um, I don't think we need to run down every single matchup, but uh, we'll just start with picks. Who do you uh, who do you got coming out of the East and West? So for the Western Conference, this one was tough. Obviously, the homer uh, bias in me has a tough time not picking the dubs, even though I'm a realist. So no matter how I look at it, I keep looking at the bracket. No matter if they fall at the top or the bottom um, in the eighth or the seventh seed, with a fully healthy squad, I still have a tough time not seeing the Lakers coming out of the West. Um, everyone's kind of mentioned it. LeBron is completely setting up the narrative right now for um, like a major comeback. He's, I don't know if I'll ever be the same. Steph has been the MVP this year. Coincidentally, he's going against Steph in the plane. So when, if they beat us and if they keep advancing, he's just setting up another quote unquote washed King narrative that um, he's overachieving and all this bullshit. So I don't want to see it, but I have a tough time not seeing the Lakers come out of the West. So I, I got the Lakers um, probably depending on where they fall um, with this playing game. I'm imagining both uh, LA teams are going to be in the Western conference finals if it shakes out that way. So probably say Lakers Clippers still um, in the Western conference finals. And then the Eastern conference finals, I've got a uh, Philly Milwaukee 
And nice. I'm I'm hoping Philly uh, Philly pulls that one out. If if Steph can't make it to the finals this year, I'd love to see another Curry representative, and would love to see a nice storybook ending of Joel winning his first ring and, and getting a Finals MVP. I'd be all here for that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. I uh, I'm big on Philly. I think they they got a, an easy path to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, like all the good teams are going to be beating up on each other in that two three um semi matchup so yeah um to to start with most likely is going to be the um i'm still thinking the whiz dogs are going to make it in the eighth seed to start the 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 playoffs with the with the wizards and then go between new york and atlanta and then cupcakes yeah i'm I'm assuming if the bucks and nets meet up it's going to be a seven game series like that's going to be a dog fight it's just it's looking like they have the ability to kind of probably coast their way to the Eastern conference finals. Um, and with a guy like Embiid who historically gets tired after game three or four down the stretch, he's going to use that rest. Um, yeah. and yeah, I mean, I'm not like the biggest doc rivers fans, but I think it'd be cool to sort of see him get a little bit of redemption. Um, I'm pulling for my boy Seth as well. So I got Philly out of the East too. Um, nice. my sleeper is the Knicks. I'm sure you feel the same way. I am a uh, front row for the Knicks, uh, playoff run this year. Um, and yeah, like I said earlier, I think the Eastern conference is going to be a fun ass, uh, playoff series to watch. Um, as far as the West, I'm, I'm Lakers too. I, until LeBron proves me wrong, it's so hard to say he's going to get out, like bounced in a certain round. Um, I think the Suns are a year early. Uh, I think they are going to show some of their inexperience, especially like with Aiden going up against the likes of potentially Jokic, um, even Rudy Gobert, AD, AD like he's got some tough matchups yeah, um, he and he's going to be the X factor. So I, I think they, they get out of, um, I think they make it to the semis and then Clippers going to be the Clippers. I don't have a ton of faith in those guys <laughs> until yeah, again, until they prove me wrong. And then I'm not even going to talk about the jazz. They're a bunch of frauds. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah, interesting. The, yeah. The jazz are frauds. Um, I probably would have said Denver before Jamal Murray went down, but that starting backcourt of Austin Rivers and Compazzo does not have me very convinced that uh, <laughs> they're going to go deep this year. So I'm, I'm kind of writing off. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of writing off Denver at the moment too. I think Jokic can only do so much, um, but we'll see how that one shakes out. And then Dallas, I don't take them seriously. Portland, as much as I love to watch them play, they're probably one of the more exciting teams. I just don't think they have enough firepower. Um, so yeah, it's really going to come down to, in my eyes, the, the LA teams, um, on the West. And as you mentioned in the East, man, the the team's kind of in the middle of the pack, um, could be dangerous. Like you never know what happens with Miami in the playoffs. Like Jimmy Butler hates to lose. Bam could hit his stride. Um, hopefully Tyler hero kind of catches fire again, like he did last year. So they're in the six seed, so they could make some noise. I'm, I think Atlanta's a bunch of frauds. Even though they've been playing well with uh with with their new guy, I still I still don't see them getting past anybody in the playoffs. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hawks are interesting because it's like they're playing against a team full of old dudes in the Knicks, Thibodeau as a coach, and just a bunch of dogs. Like they have so much going against them. Yeah. I just I just imagine, and I forget what the exact stat line is, but Julius Randle, his stats against the, the Hawks this year have been like. 35 a game over three games and so he just has such a matchup advantage on them it's just like (laughs) you make trey young get a little sassy he's gonna be bitch to the refs all night and i don't think he's gonna get those calls in the playoffs and unless he does i I can't imagine they they'd make it past like five or like five games with them yeah no chance i don't see it and you mentioned dude the knicks are gonna be fun to watch because Tibbs is gonna be Shiggy's gonna on be a, dancing and shit. Like, yeah, another level. Yeah, Shiggy's in the <laughs> uh, Spike's gonna be on his shit. Um, Jules just plays so fucking hard. It's yeah, they're gonna be a fun team to watch, and I think that you we could see them maybe go a round or two past what they should. Um, and like we've been saying this whole time we've had this show, the league is more fun when the Knicks are good. So I'm pulling for it. Love watching this team. Used to not be the biggest Julius Randall fan, but. He's really, really grown on me. We'll probably touch on that more a little bit later. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll have my Knicks uh, shorts and jacket on when they play. 
That's for sure. <laughs> sick. I saw a few things that unexpectedly, but Julius Randle led the league in minutes per game. And I was trying to look up, I was trying to look up how many of Tibbs players have led the league in minutes over the years. Um, It's just like another classic example of Tibbs running his guys into the ground. Um, Yeah. I I think out of the whole playoffs outside of the Warriors, like I am zoned in on the Knicks and the Hawks. I, as someone who liked Trey Young last year, He's on my list of despised players. And I swear to God, if he does some sort of Spike Lee moment trying to like recreate like a, a Reggie Miller like choke thing or something, if he does anything that tries to resemble Reggie Miller and Spike Lee, I am I'm gonna lose my shit because <laughs> he's yeah. the perfect guy to do something like that where he thinks he's like hella cool and he's just oh yeah. He's just he's, he's the epitome there. of he th- he thinks he's way sicker than he is, and he's like 120 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, I don't fuck yeah. with Trey Young, dude. I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. <laughs> Especially in the playoffs, I feel like he's going to be even more of that persona, like juiced up. Yeah. So you could have it. I hope he pulls up from from the logo like every other time down the court, clanks him. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Julius Randle had averaged 37 minutes a game this year and played in all but one game. He played 71 <laughs> games this year, so... Tibbs doing Tibbs things is playing the shit out of his star. I mean, if it if they like him, it works. They don't have a problem with it. It's just once the shit, once like year two, maybe year two and a half comes around and they're getting a little frustrated, Tibbs is still running you in the ground. That's when uh yeah. That's still screaming starts, in your face. <laughs> that's when Tibbs starts packing his bags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on to greener pastures for sure. Um, um one last thing on the playoffs. What do you think of the Clippers? Um pretty much tanking to avoid the Lakers. They purposely lost over the weekend to get that four seed, which makes their path to the conference finals to avoid the Lakers. And in this case, the Nuggets, I guess, like that's why I don't feel good about the Clippers. If you, if you're this puff chest, big, bad team, and you're purposely trying to avoid certain teams in your conference, that's just Bush league to me. (laughs) I don't know if you saw them doing that. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, yeah, it's it's chestnut checkers, so I totally get it. I would much rather put off the Lakers as as far as I can. Um, and I guess they just kind of saw it as another night of rest for their for their main guys. But it always seems like something like that will come around and bite you in the ass when you're least expecting it. So who knows? Maybe they'll get upset in the first round. Maybe they not might not make it past uh, past the second. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably advise my team to do that i would prefer them to if they were in that position but you run the risk of uh really fucking yourself with some basketball (laughs) karma right what uh how far do your utah jazz go um my utah jazz yikes (laughs) um i mean if if the warriors get the eight seed i could very much see uh a nice 2007 um playoff kind of Obviously, it wasn't against the Jazz. It was against Dallas, but eight-seed Warriors taking out the first-seed uh, Dallas Mavericks. I could see that happening again. I was hoping you say that. I think a lot of people are, like, lightweight praying for that. Um, mm-hmm. I obviously want the like, the Warriors to win tomorrow, but yeah. if, they get the, if they get in the playoffs at that eight-seed and they got the Jazz, I'm feeling pretty good. I think just they match up well. Rudy Gobert's mm-hmm. going to get played off the floor like he usually does, and – Yep. The jazz flutes, like no one likes them. They just have nothing going for them. I <laughs> yep. agreed. And I mean, I would, I would say I like the Warriors chances if they land in the eighth or the seventh seed. Like I love how we match up against the Suns too. And yeah. I would probably say I'd almost rather see the Suns in seven games than, than the jazz, just because the jazz are such a like machine, um, the way they work and how deep they are. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see the jazz making a past, Hopefully they don't make it past the first round, but if somehow they beat the Warriors in seven games or the Lakers, depending on who gets the eight, mm-hmm. I don't see them making it past the clip show in the second round. Yeah, I totally agree. And actually, it's a good segue with the uh, with the Dubs. So mm-hmm. exciting weekend. They uh, they had a, a tough game against the Grizzlies last Sunday and secured a seven eight play and see with the Lakers. Um, 
Steph secured the scoring title with uh, finishing the year on 32 points a game. Yes, sir. Um, let's just start with that game. What are you uh, What are you taking away from that going into the playoff or the play-in with the Lakers tomorrow, if anything? Uh, I mean, the guys are just red hot right now. Like, this team is red hot. We've kind of settled into a rotation, like a nice eight-man rotation that they're comfortable with. Um, seems like Kerr is really finding his stride along with his guys. I love it. I love the momentum we have. Um, what are we at now? I think we have won like eight of our last nine games, which is ridiculous. Yeah. The only loss we had was to uh, New Orleans by five. Yep. Um, so I love where we're sitting. Steph is just has unreal confidence. Love what I saw in that game. Poole had a good game off the bench. Um, JTA has been playing great. Draymond's been less um, aggro, I guess you could say. <laughs> Hasn't really been getting teed up the last few games, which I love. Um, and Looney looks like he's in shape. So I, I'm not mad at it. The only thing that makes me nervous is uh, playoff Baysmore. And yeah, I love Baysmore, yeah. but. I'm still so shaky when he gets the ball on the break. I'm just waiting for him to dribble it off his shoe or fucking double clutch and throw it out of bounds or throw a full court skip pass and just completely miss his target. I don't know. I, I like him and I like the certain things that he brings, but I don't like when Kent Bazemore tries to do too much. It scares me. He plays way too many minutes. I, I'm in the same boat. It's, it's almost – it's getting to a point where him and Jordan Poole are starting to like split – about 25 to 30 minutes a game, depending on who's hot. And yeah, Baysmore, the starting lineup is good for rotations, but holy shit, man. <laughs> like, I do like it. That's what I'm saying. He does a lot he, that I like. He brings stuff that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but he mm -hmm. also doesn't produce like you'd want a, a starting guard to do. So it's right. It's, it's just kind of, you're, you're stuck with it. Um, I hope, like I said, I hope pool takes this momentum and, and takes more minutes um from Baysmore because I love him and Steph next to each other um me too it's it's fun to watch Poole's defense is holding up down the stretch he looked really good last uh Sunday hit them some clutch shots um yep. his confidence is just beaming and yeah it's sky high um you mentioned Draymond and his aggression he's like doing just enough where he's yelling at refs intimidating them but not getting texts <laughs> Yeah, but he's but almost not scoring the ball more. Fuck your mother in their face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's also scoring a lot more. I think he's like, I don't yeah. know what his last couple of games are, but um, he had 14 on Sunday. Uh, he's yeah. doing his 11. like fake handoff to the hoop. Um, he's getting stuff done offensively, and yeah. we need him to average close to 15 points a game, I'd say, in a seven game series. Um, that would be some nice vintage uh, 2016 Draymond. But, yeah. I mean, the last four games, like you said, he had 14 against Memphis on Sunday. He had 11 against Phoenix, 10, uh, 12 against Utah, and 15 against OKC. So he, he is kind of rolling right now, and he's this is the right time where he needs to get confidence in that jumper and just kind of going to the rim and taking what's given to him rather than constantly trying to, like, pass out of everything. Yeah, he's, like, not even really shooting. He took, a, he took two threes on Sunday, so it's – He's just getting to the hoop. He's taking yeah. advantage of people overplaying on Steph and doing the little uh, year move from back in the day, the fake handoff and go. I yep. was <laughs> sometimes he's banging on people. Sometimes he's getting a nice little touch. Um, right. But no, it's we need that Wiggins. It's just being Wiggins. Like I don't think Wiggins will ever not score seventeen to twenty one points a game, um, regardless of how many shots he takes or doesn't take. You can just lock him in for that. And defensively, we're going to call ask so much from him. Um, yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm feeling good. JTA is playing like he deserves like, every penny of that contract. Um, mm -hmm. The big takeaway that I got was, and especially looking at the Lakers, is Valanciunas destroyed us on Sunday. Yeah, um, we didn't have a great answer for him. Yeah, I guess, let's see, we had – a nasty i didn't track i didn't track it during the game i was like he's got to have like 20 and 15 so he finished with 29 points a game 16 rebounds and my hope is that that's like drummond trying to do that and not ad um because if we got Drummond right. on the floor we can take advantage of him on the d on the offensive end um but if you're going to replace jonas with ad which they will likely do it's i'm a little worried but i will say no one's as strong as Jonas. That motherfucker is a absolute yeah. monster, but the boards kind of worry me. I think the boards worry me the most. 
um, which is pretty obvious with the Lakers, but that's the one. Yeah, they're long. Like, they're big. Yeah. Steve Kerr already said he came out and said that uh, Draymond is going to be on AD. Yeah. So it's really just kind of like filling out the rest, making sure everybody's in the right position to help when they need to rotate when they can. I mean, the, what scares me is you have AD starting, you have Drummond who's huge, and then you got Montrez off the bench, um, who's just a presence on the glass and everything. Uh, they just have a really long, long lineup, and that's obviously not our strong suit. Like we have one of the the shorter um, rotations in the league, um, so. Yeah, that's going to be tough. We're going to need Looney to play well and play smart along with uh, JTA. But I'm fucking very excited to see JTA in a game where, like, there's high stakes and, and something on the line, like damn near a winner go home game because yeah. he's a winner. Um, yeah. And I'm very, very pumped to see him when the, when the pressure's on. We can, like, hope that Vogel and Kerr sort of go on this coaching battle and say this, like, game of chicken of, <laughs> who's going to adapt to the other coaches plan first. Right. And we can only hope that the Warriors lack of size runs the big man off the floor for the Lakers. Um, yeah. I think they'll try to play Marcus Salt, but he'll get run off, run off pretty quickly. I, I think throughout this down the stretch, I think Drummond's going to get it run off the floor. Um, Trez worries me because Trez is a dog against us because he plays at the second unit. Um, he might not get the the end of the game minutes, but that second unit where he's going to be going up against Juan T and shit, I, I don't even know who else. Like it's, I don't think, um, what's his face? I don't think Pascal's going to be ready with this hip. No, um, he's not. So it's, it's literally going to be just Juan T and fucking probably Mulder. a little Jordan Bell, maybe. Like I don't know. Like they might need to put him in for a little bit just to to bang on him for for a couple possessions, but. Right. Trez worries me. Um, I think if we can keep him in check, I think they will make it competitive and Steph's going to have to put up another 50 burger and hope for the best with LeBron. Maybe that yeah, Steph's as, gonna, as bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now Steph's going to have to, uh, to bring everything he has against us this year. Montrez has averaged 16 points a game. Uh, Kyle Kuzma 14. Like they they really, their bench adds a lot of depth um, and a lot of power and punch against us. And I think we played them three times this year. We, we won the first uh, game and they just blew us out by like 20 and 30, the second and third game. So we'll see, man, we'll see how it shakes out. It's one game. If we win, we advance and we, uh, we play the suns. If we lose, we play the winner of uh, San Antonio and Memphis and whoever wins that gets to uh, gets to play Utah. Yeah. You got to love, uh, you mentioned it earlier, LeBron doing his, his hedging. His hedging yeah. of if I lose, here's my excuses, and if we win, here's how hard it was and how much I care about basketball. It's just, yeah. I think Molly Cornyn called it out today of just like she did. on first take. She was just like, yeah, he's sort of saying it's been the toughest year and my ankle hurts, and if they lose, he's sort of building that narrative as to why he lost, and it's just like it's the excuse train. Yeah, he's got the media engine going today, so yeah, um, you couldn't ask for a better matchup from a unbiased viewer so i'm i'm fucking pumped for tomorrow night yeah i'm hoping we get the chance to dunk on uh, any laker fans in our mentions i'm sure there'll be many <laughs> too many yeah. uh but yeah with the with the anything else you want to talk about on the playoffs i think we're uh um, my only other hot take is i could see denver going out in the first round oh no jamal murray i just i'll never trust austin rivers so yeah. Dame I mean, it's going to be a tough one for Portland, but uh, if, if CJ and Dame are clicking, who knows? Yeah, I feel like they've played like Denver and Portland hasn't, they haven't changed their, their, their units too much over the years. And every time they face off in the playoffs, it's a dogfight to seven games where this time they don't have Murray. So I, I, that would, I agree. That wouldn't shock me at all, actually. I mm -hmm. haven't spent much time research not researching but like looking into this matchup but give me one of those nights where dame dollish is being a dog you get one of those sneaker games where where cj kind of takes over puts up 35 and yep mvp Jokic gets bounced in the first round shades oh. of a 2007 <laughs> dirk Nowitzki. who would have thought <laughs> we'll see we shall see uh but speaking of mvps we uh we just finished a regular season so um 
we had some preview or some predictions when we first opened up the pod. It was like a what eighth of the way into the season. We kind of gave our predictions. So yeah, seventeen um, episodes ago. Yeah, crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, but let's just start with sort of recapping as quickly as I can on what we predicted. Um, so on the just as normal awards. I'll just kind of go off mine. I'll let you read yours and then we'll go into the first team stuff. Um, I had LeBron as the MVP, Wiseman as a rookie of the year, Terrence Ross, six man, Jeremy Grant, most improved coach of the year, Monty Williams, defensive player of the year, Andre Drummond, which is might be my worst take I've ever made in life. And then my uh, all viral player, which is the player who would be the most talked about in the media, whether good or bad. I picked Paul George. Hmm. Solid picks. Besides that Drummond one, of course. Man, oh, oh man, I was feeling <laughs> I was feeling ballsy in that one. And I think <laughs> like a week later, sometimes. I think a week later he got benched and then cut. So I was, yeah. all things coming up my picks. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't looking great uh, a couple weeks in, but yeah, for mine I had uh, same as you. I had LeBron as MVP. Couldn't didn't see the uh, the twisted ankle coming. Um, rookie of the year I had Wiseman as well. Uh, six man, I had Karis Levert, which obviously um, didn't go well, got traded, ended up having some sort of cancer. He's good now and he's he's balling, but he's like a star. Um, although he didn't play tonight, I'm assuming he's out for health and safety protocol. Yeah, he's out for a couple of weeks with COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, most improved, I had Christian Wood, which he went out for a nice chunk of time and, and missed a lot of games as well. Uh, and then coach of the year, I had Monty Williams, who we just learned today is the official coach of the year. Hell yeah. So got that one, one right. out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and all viral. Of course, the media doesn't give this one out, but uh, it's a DMP exclusive. I had Ant-Man, who I'm more than comfortable sticking with that pick. Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Just every time yeah. I open Twitter, it's it's a beautiful gift of a, of a nice quote or a nice video from Anthony Edwards. I fucking love it. He's been an A-plus add to the league this year, both from actual skills and what he's been perform- producing on the court to any time he has a camera and a mic in front of him. So, And he really um, found his groove, like, playing-wise towards the end of the season. He really came on and was producing for that Timberwolves team, especially when Cat got back. Dude, made the uh, – Made that protected pick that we got from them not look as good as we thought it was yes. going to be. They they yeah, went on a run to end the year. So mm-hmm. we'll talk more about the draft there, but I think the late the Warriors are looking at like a six to eight pick in the first round, which good good whatever. chances. Yeah. Um, so as far as where we're at now going into the predictions, um, mm-hmm. let's run through those before we do like first team and second team and stuff like that. So MVP, I think we all know who's going to get it and who wants who we want. Um, but to just to see if I can get these right, I'm going to go with Jokic as my MVP. Um, so hard to pick against Steph. I just think – I don't even know why I got to say Jokic. It's just like I've been talked into it so much by everybody bitching about how much he's produced. And his numbers don't lie. I mean, yeah, they've gone on a crazy run since uh, Murray went down. He's shooting at an absurd splits. Um, Although if you look at their schedule, their back half of their schedule was all cupcake games. So was ours. They still had to win. (laughs) Yeah, they still had to win, but they were cupcakes for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just think like he's he's held his own all year, played the most games. Um, I think he's averaging like close to like upwards of 30 or close to 30 points a game. Um, 10 close to 10 rebounds a game. He's he's just been that dude. Um, I love big dudes getting the MVP. I don't think we've had one since what um fucking what dirk was the last big mvp to get it couldn't be was it hold on phil samaria may have been it may have been dirk that was the last one because it's been pretty much lebron steph russ Giannis, kd kd let's see here d rose so since dirk it was kobe lebron lebron d rose lebron lebron kd steph steph Westbrook, Harden, Giannis, Giannis. So yeah, holy shit! Dirk was the the last big man to get it, and before him, it was uh, KG in 04. Yeah. So another cool fun fact: 
he would be the first or technically the second second round pick to ever get the MVP. The first was Willis Reed, who was technically a second round pick in a draft that consisted of like 15 players. So, um, yeah, big. uh, I love Jokic, so I don't hate that he's getting it. Um, Yeah. And again, these are narrative picks, I'd say about 45% of the way. And the narrative is leaning all towards Jokic. So, Jokic's going to get it. Yeah, he finished with uh, 26 points, 10.8 rebounds, 8 assists, fucking 1.3 steals a game. So, yeah, numbers don't lie. I wouldn't be mad if he got it. No, we'll see. Pretty close to 40-50-92. He shot really well on the yeah, field. Efficient. Um, did you have Steph or uh, you going with you? Yeah, for the, for the sake of argument, uh, I'm taking Steph. <laughs> I mean, scoring champ. I think he had uh, just over 2,000 points this season, did it in 63 games, which is the least amount of games to get 2,000 points. Harden did it in, I think, 68 last year. Um, Just incredible. I saw a ridiculous one of those stats that uh, Steph, MJ, Wilt, and Kareem are the only players to have multiple MVPs, multiple scoring titles, and multiple rings, which is an interesting uh, class to be in. So, He's in rarefied air. He literally took a dog shit team dog that shit. finished last in the league last year and parlayed that into a seven seed, uh, or excuse me, eight seed uh, to get into the play-in. So without them, you take Steph out of the equation, they're absolutely one of the worst teams in the league. And when you're actually talking MVP, most valuable to their team, I don't know if there's any argument that can be made to sway my mind other than Steph Curry. It's insane how, again, narratives. It's insane how his is not, this is like one of the greatest willing of a team to the playoffs we've ever seen. Right. It's without him, like, I forget what the stat was, but I found some like random ass nerdy analytics stat about like player impact. And he had Mm -hmm. probably a, it was like a point system of like, you know, almost like a point differential differential, but it was like, he was at like a seven, whereas like the next best player was at like a three and a half. And it's just like his impact of contributing to a win. Now, obviously he's putting up 40 points a game almost. And right. But like, how do you not define that as the most valuable player? I just don't, I don't understand yeah, how I that it. works. It, it, only, it doesn't make sense to me. The only thing that seems close to, a similar situation would be the 2016, 17 uh, season when Westbrook got it. Cause I want to say the thunder were like a, a six seed that year. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the year after, uh, or it was the year after KD uh, came and joined the warriors and he was pretty much all the thunder had and, and led them to a low playoff seed, but he did it all by himself. I think he averaged, might've been the first year he, he got a triple double. first, first triple double year. And again, great narrative and and no way should he have not have gotten it like you 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 average a triple double for the first time and since the big o it's you deserve that mvp and we can have arguments all day about kobe in 06 lebron when d rose won it um right there's always going to be that story but i don't know i just feel like how much it's such a weird thing for how popular steph is but also like how hated he is and like players across the league are, are really saying like I don't think anybody is vouching for Jokic outside of Jokic and NBA writers for him to be the MVP. Um, yeah. I just, it's, we can go all day, but it's, it's, it's mind boggling. But yeah, LeBron and Kuzma came out and said, uh, Steph's the MVP. <laughs> I don't know why Kyle Kuzma's opinion matters or is even asked for, but he's just copying uh, what LeBron's saying. They're yeah. trying to, they're controlling the media. Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, narratives, another good one is rookie of the year. Um, mm. So I'm narrative Nancy. I'm going to go with LaMelo. I think he's got way too much in his corner. Um, he played enough post his injury, got him into the playoffs. I, I think he's got all those little boxes that it's going to sway riders to pick him. Um, yep. So. Agreed. Uh, LaMelo for sure. Like I was a little nervous when he went down with the broken wrist, but came back, didn't really miss a beat. Um Averaged 15.7 points a game, 5.9 rebounds, 6.1 assists, shot 44% from the field, 35 from three, 76 from rookie, won rookie of the month three times. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how he doesn't get it. So, yeah, I would give that to uh, to LaMelo. Yeah, 
Sucks for Ant-Man because he had a great year. He had a great rookie season. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's a he's a star. So I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see Lamella. I was pleasantly surprised with Lamella this season. I think everybody Me was. Um, so I was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then um, most improved. So Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood. I think Christian Wood would have locked it up if he played the whole season. Um, he's a beast, but who do you got? at this point in the season. So for this one, I'm going to make the argument that not many people would probably make, um, but I'm going to go with not somebody who wasn't great last year, but somebody who was really good last year and somebody who probably, I would say, turned into a superstar this year. I'm going to go with Julius Randle. Um, I think that's probably yeah. like one of the hardest leaps to make um, in in a career. I mean, it's it's not easy to go from like mediocre to good, but it's really fucking hard to go from good to, to great or from good to star. Uh, and I think he did that this year and he led the Knicks to what are they a five seed, um, four seed, four seed. Yeah, four seed. So his numbers this year, as you mentioned, he led the league in minutes per game, <laughs> but, uh, last year he averaged 19 and a half points a game this year, 24, uh, shooting percentage is right around the same where he really improved was three-point percentage. Last year, he only shot at 27%. This year, 41, which is a big jump. Uh, free throw last year was 73. This year, 81. Um, 10 rebounds a game, six assists. So he really – he did it all for them. He was really like their their engine that that uh, that moved the team. Um, and I love Jules. Like, like I mentioned before, wasn't a huge fan when he came into the league. I thought he just kind of was like a bully ball, put your head and go to the rim guy. But I love the passion he plays with. Love how he gets it done on that team. He's perfect for the garden. Um, so I'm going Julius Randle. All right. I'm just going to literally the same exact thing as you just said. The stats, the jewels, yeah. everything. Yeah. The biggest jump was at three point, the jump and three point shot. Yeah. Jump that many points. And I think the Knicks were the best three point shooting team across the league. They had like six players shooting over 40%, including RJ Barrett, which is bananas to me bananas bananas and yeah. you got to give that credit mostly to julius randall like he's mm-hmm. by far their leader he's their go-to guy to turn his like bully ball style into sort of this like zach randolph in a modern day like but also a facilitator also facilitate it's just he, and he's a dog he's just he's sick to watch yeah. his son's awesome in the stands so yeah i <laughs> Biggest fucking crybaby in the world. His yeah. son. Every time he loses, which isn't hasn't been often him. lately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his son is losing his shit. I love it. Um, yeah. I echo everything that you just said about Jules. Um, six man. We had mm. kind of stretch picks. Um, T Ross, stretch pick. Um, Karis. If he was on the nets, he would have got it. I think he would have secured it, assuming he wasn't hurt. So too. Um, mm-hmm. But who do you got this year? I think this one might be kind of chalk. Yeah, this one's chalk. I'm going Jordan Clarkson. Plays on the best yeah. team in the league, technically, with the record. Uh, comes off the bench and and absolutely leads that second unit. Probably good enough to start if Donovan Mitchell wasn't on the team, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's got to go to Jordan Clarkson. Uh, where are we here? Pull up some of these uh, these numbers he had. 18 points a game. Yep. Um, percentages weren't great, but uh, he was really baby. just – he fucking chucks. He's a chucker. <laughs> but he has to. Um, it's like it's it's his, role. his job. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's what you want in a uh in a six man. It's it's Lou Williams esque. He's he's yep. in there to get buckets and Jamal. when I need him to score, he's doing it. So yeah. Yeah, love it. Same with you, Jordan Clarkson. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was a lock. Tuesday. Um, Defensive player of the year. I'm going to keep reminding people to hopefully make fun of me about my awful pick of Andre Drummond. But <laughs> um, this year, I, I got Ben Simmons. Who do you got? I got Ben Simmons as well. Hey, Look at nice that. to meet you. I can't yep, go go bear. Here. I had it written down and I crossed it out. I was like, no. Refuse to pick Rudolph. Refuse to give old boy his flowers that he does yep. not deserve. Um, Agreed. And jokes aside, like Simmons has a legitimate case. He is by far the best perimeter defender. Um, mm-hmm. outside of like, I'm not going to say Draymond's a perimeter defender. He's by far the best perimeter defender. And that also plays inside defensively. Um, good on the boards, good at blocking shots, getting in the lanes, getting steals. He's such an anchor for the Philly, for the Sixers. And yeah, I, I he's going to help 
bring them to the finals potentially um, just through his defense. And so you got to, I, I think Simmons is, is such a good defender. Um, so Me too. Seventh in the league in steals with 1.6 a game. As you mentioned, the versatility that he brings on defense is just invaluable. So I would, I would go with Ben Simmons as well. Can't go Gobert, man. There he was getting <laughs> talked about today about all these random ass like advanced analytic stats, and they're trying to say it's like the best defensive season ever. Oh, brother! And it's like, dude, get the. F- <laughs> I do not want to see. I don't that. know that if was... I was getting trolled by some like satire like post, but probably not, man. Most of yeah, the places was... I've seen online, they're they're pulling for uh, for old Rudolph to get depoy. Yeah. I was bummed because if. Uh... I mean, he's obviously not as great of a defender, but numbers-wise, if Miles Turner would have played the whole year, he had a decent shot at it. 3.4 blocks a game, but he missed damn near, what, 30 games? Yeah, I had it, it written down to start the season, and it was mainly because he was just blocking shots. But just Throwing shit. My question then was just like, is leading the league in blocks going to get you that nod? And I don't think he does the little things that people are looking for. Plus, he's not popular player um yeah it's a boring narrative yeah so um i just hope he gets that yeah um and then coach of the year i think we're both pretty on the same page with this one the one that we got right monty williams monty yep yeah the only one i thought otherwise would be i guess doc um oh really i think there's a pretty obvious number 1a that's tibbs tibbs yeah Tibbs took like a bottom of the barrel. I want to say the Knicks finished like fourth to last last year and parlayed that into a team that like we mentioned before when we were describing all the players, like scratches, claws, pulls out these these crazy wins they want to play for them. So I would say Tibbs had a a pretty pretty good argument to win that award. I'm glad that Monty won it. I like Monty a lot, but I think Tibbs is the easy 1B. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even cross my mind, but yeah, dude, Tibbs is (laughs) – Tibbs, baby. By far. Um, I just got lost in the uh, number one teams always getting the coach of the year. but Yeah, it'll happen. Um, and then viral. Are you sticking with your uh, your guy, Ant-Man? Ha- have to. I want to say like every other episode of this podcast, we brought up something Ant-Man related, whether it was a dunk or something he said in the media or a video on Twitter. So I'm, I'm sticking with my boy, Ant-Man. How about you? Um, so my viral guy is none other than bridges oh my god oh, what? Oh, um eric collins so i'm not going player i'm going the oh, announcer wow. for the hornets he's just been my guy this year i i don't think paul george lived up to the the prediction and no. i don't want to say ant man so i gotta throw in a little soundbite from my guy eric collins shout out to him and uh give him the all viral love it Clap it up. He makes that team go. He really does. I he needs to get onto uh national broadcast because he's he's just electric. I will trade Bob Fitzgerald and a duffel bag full of cash and future considerations for him straight up. Would love that. Bro, him and Kalena would be unreal. Yeah, you have to turn the volume way down on those games. <laughs> just screaming uh, at each other. Right. Uh, but let's jump into first and second team, kind of breeze through them, and then and then let's get the hell up out of here. Um, let's sure. start with first team for the for the sake of it. Uh, you just want to run through them, and we'll talk about anything if needed. Yeah. So I think are we saying what we picked? Uh, oh shit! Game? Yeah. Yeah. So, so beforehand for the first team, I think we both had the same one: Steph, Luca, Giannis, LeBron, and AD. Yep. Um. And I don't think LeBron or Giannis really played enough games, or excuse me, LeBron or AD, um, rather to cement themselves in the first team. So I think we got those wrong, obviously. I think Steph uh, and Giannis are uh, are chalk. Those are in there. I guess you could say Luka. Um, I think everybody else is going to have him in there. But I would put uh, Joel Embiid in there as well. Um, and I don't know who, who would you fill it out with? So mine were, I had Steph, Dame, Luca, Giannis and Embiid. Um, mm. I, 
I don't know. I I'm sorry, Jokic. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, oh yeah, Makes Steph, sense. Dame, Luca, Giannis, and Jokic. I wish I could pick Embiid and Jokic at the same time, but I don't know if the uh, the voters will let me do that. Um, no. Yeah, I agree. I think Steph, Luca, Giannis were kind of a locks. I can't imagine Luca's not going to get first team. Um, I think Dame's well deserving of it. I think people might make a case for maybe CP3, um, but he'll get votes. Yeah, I saw Chris Haynes leave Steph out of his top out of his first team, which I thought was blasphemy for Chris uh, Paul. Yeah, of course. Which made me think about it. So yeah, get tossed there. Blasphemy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think yeah, LeBron and AD. Do they make it to your list at all? That's the real question. I don't think they can. I think they DQ themselves with how many games they missed, right? Because LeBron missed uh, how many games did LeBron miss here? He played. He played to a total of forty-five. Was he in the forties? He played forty-five he, games. Yeah, I just don't think that's enough. Yeah. Um, so I would say LeBron doesn't get it. Who knows if he will? He's one of those guys that maybe they'll throw him like a third team. Um, yeah, but you can't. Get I just feel like they finish eighth. <laughs> yeah, your team completely underachieved, and you missed like a quarter of the season. So. Yeah, I don't think he gets it. Um, I don't even know if AD played enough games because he he missed out on a lot too, right? Yeah, I, I totally agree. So I wouldn't so. have either of those fellas in there. Um, but then it goes to the second team. So my second team, I had Dame, Dalla, Kawhi, Tatum, KD, and Embiid as my beginning of the year predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, or, you have the same one? Mm-hmm. Um, my updated second team looks like Chris Paul, Brad Beal, Kawhi, Jules, and Embiid. Yep, agreed. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yep. As usual, the boys are aligning. Um, yeah, I mean, Julius Randle, love that. We just talked all about him. Would love him to get in there. Joel had a fantastic year. Missed a little bit of time. I think he missed uh, like 20 games or so. But um, when he was on the court, he just completely dominated and only had to play like 30 minutes a game. It wasn't even like he was logging crazy minutes just because when he's on the court, they dominate and they they get the job done. Um, so, yeah, agreed. Love that. When he uh, when he's on the floor, he is just when he's playing, he is by far the most dominant player this season. And like without agreed. a question, it's just been absurd to see how much better he's gotten. Um yeah. It's a shame he went down and got hurt because I think he would have been a lock for the MVP. Um, Love that. Yeah. So team Joel over here. Um, I think he locks in as second team. Um, the only one that I was like somewhat, I guess if you can say iffy, but I was sort of like swapping out was like, how do I get Tatum in there or how do I get D book? So I was sort of like shuffling mm-hmm. Jules and Beal and like seeing if I can move Kawhi up, but I was like, I can't get, I can't not have Julius Randle on my second team. And yeah, I think when you look at the whole picture and you see kind of where Boston finished as opposed to where New York and how different their teams are, I think you got to give the nod to Julius. Like Boston was supposed to be so much better. I know Jalen went down, but that wasn't until recently. Yeah. Um, and they were already underachieving. So I, I like having Julius in there for sure. Yeah. But Tatum had some, he had some stat lines this season. I mean, put up 50 tonight. He had, Yep. He put up 60. He he had some scoring outings that were out of this world. And I do love Tatum. Kept those motherfuckers alive. So um, mm-hmm. that's why they make third team. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, other than that, anything else on the uh, to wrap up the old the NBA season? We're in we're in playoff time. I don't think so. Just excited for these. Uh, this is the best time of the year. You know, it's TNT season. We're going to be getting games on weekends back to back, back to back to back. The first round is just nonstop hoops all the time. So I love it. Excited for it. Yeah. It's kicks off Sunday, the formal playoffs and uh, we got some fun yep. hoops tomorrow. Um, playing a little golf though. Let's talk a little golf. We got the, uh, we haven't talked golf since the masters and the post masters. Yeah, that's right. Um, we got the PGA championship coming up. This uh, starts Thursday. Yes, um, it's going to be in South Carolina this year at the uh, Kiowa Island course, the ocean course. And this year is the it's the longest um course they've ever had in the history of uh majors it's playing at uh, i think 7800 yards or something ridiculous like that from the tips 
Um, and something new this year that they're trying is they're going to let the, uh, the golfers and the caddies have range finders on the course, which oh, they've no never shit. done before. Yeah. That's never been something that they've allowed. This is the first year they're trying it out. Um, and it's definitely getting mixed reviews from, uh, from all the golfers. They've been doing media nonstop the past couple of days during the practice rounds. And there's a few of them that have been like pretty firmly against it. Um, and then there's been a few that are like, I just don't really know what that's going to do to change things. Um, and I guess the thought process behind it from the PGA's perspective is that it might speed up the tournament, being able to just kind of like laser where you need to, rather than having your yardage book, having your caddy, like walk it out, um, to see where, where the back of the green is and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the point, I guess, counterpoint that was made by a, a bunch of different people was, well, if we're shooting the rangefinder, the laser at these places and we're getting a couple different readings, we're going to walk it out anyway. So this is probably going to actually lengthen the process because we're going to want to double check it um, and make sure that we're getting the right, right yardages because one or two or three yards off could mean a big deal if those greens are playing a little bit rough. That's interesting. So. Yeah, I, I don't know that much about rangefinders and pros and cons, but yeah, I, once you said they were allowing it, I was like, oh, that's got to be some controversy around it. <laughs> yeah, the funny part is they announced it, I want to say in like February, that they were going to allow it for this tournament. And uh, Tony, our boy Tony Finau was doing some press, I uh, think today, and they asked him about it. And he looked and said, wait, they're allowing rangefinders this year? He had no fucking clue. <laughs> was he pumped about it? <laughs> He was just kind of like, oh, I guess I got to talk to my caddy and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> he wasn't really uh, going uh, one way or the other. JT wasn't too happy about it. Justin Thomas, he yeah. thinks it takes away the from the skill of like having a good and knowledgeable caddy who does their job really well. Um, Bryson DeChambeau thought it might help him out a little bit, depending if he's kind of spraying it in the rough and might come in handy. Um, but we'll see, man. It's, it's like I said, it's the longest course that they're going to be playing. So being able to drive the ball far is going to help. Um, but the wind is supposed to be ridiculous in South Carolina this year, this weekend. So if you're not uh, able to kind of have some good ball striking and, and put the ball where you want to, if you're spraying it around, it's going to be tough. So we'll see. I don't think it's going to be as easy of a time for Bryson. <laughs> yeah. Eddie and all the predictions I was looking at, are just like, don't be surprised if, if sort of the long ball guys, especially Bryson has like a, a shitty outing just because yep. the, the, the weather, the length of the course and just the way he plays, it's just not going to fare well for, for the big man. <laughs> I'm hoping so. Yeah. We'll see. Um, um, do you got a pick? Just so you know, they played the PGA championship at this course back in 2012. And that tournament was won by none other than the Irishman, Rory McIlroy. Big roars. Yeah. Um, I mean, my pick is like, my pick is very novice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Spieth. I, uh, I think he's playing well. He was playing well at the Masters, um, leading up to the Masters. Um, he's my guy. I, I thought about him. I thought about um, what's his face, John Rahm. But mm. yeah, I think uh, I think Spieth is gonna gonna take it this weekend. What about you? I hope so, man. I'm pulling for Spieth. I always am. Um, like his strength is his short game. So if he's chipping and putting really well, then there's no reason he can't take it. Um, that's kind of where you need to make it count um, on a course like this. So hopefully Spieth, uh, obviously pulling for my boy Finau to get rid of that Puerto Rican curse. He hasn't uh, <laughs> won a tournament since the Puerto Rican uh, Open, which is uh, which is bad luck. So hopefully 30, he can 35 snap to that. one odds for, uh, for Tony. Is he? All right. Well, uh, <laughs> everybody knows he can really drive the ball. So uh, we'll see. I think he'll hang around, obviously, and have like maybe a, I think he's good money to have like a top 20 finish. Yeah. Um, but as far as winning, pulling for speed, probably put my money on speed this week. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if like Xander Schauffele was uh, at the top as well. Xander. <laughs> yeah. As much as I don't want to root for a guy that goes by Xander, he's pretty fucking sick. Do you think uh, you think Rory might? Ha you think he has what it takes? Um, he did just come off a tournament win. I want to say one or two weeks ago, he he won. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I don't know. I, I just I never really believe in Rory since when was his last big major win? 2014, 2013, something like that. So I don't know. Definitely not putting any money on Brooks Kepka coming off an injury. Hasn't been playing well. He's more focused on fucking 
playing a, a tournament against El Prez. Dude. So, <laughs> not wasting my time with Brooks. He's so busy just doing some charity event with uh with the Portnoy man. But yeah, it should be fun. I got some uh some watching to do this weekend. Um absolutely it'll be tight to see Hideki come back and do another victory, but would love that too. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is uh the last tournament that Spieth needs to have a career grand slam, all four four majors. So this would complete his grand slam. He's already won. U.S. Open, he's won the Masters, and he's won the uh, the British Open. So this would be the last one in his trophy case. So would love to see that happen. Come on, Jordan. Yep. Um, but, yeah, anything else on the uh, on golf? I think that's all we got for the uh, for the old golf. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into some fun stuff. <laughs> How do you want to take this, this amazing sequence of events these last couple of days? Man, um, I guess we should start from the beginning. Um, I'm assuming everybody knows what's been trending on Twitter and the internet the past. Uh, when did it start? Sunday, Monday? So I think Saturday. The Kwame Brown saga. So I think it started all the smoke episode aired last week. Correct. And I watched it when it came out. They had Gilbert Arenas on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like a ricochet shot at Kwame Brown. He was telling a story about how he got to Washington um, and was just kind of like telling them the cast of characters that were on the Wizards when he got there. And he mentioned Kwame Brown and out of nowhere, uh, Stack, Stephen Jackson kind of was like, oh, yeah, Matt Barnes was just talking about him. That's his he thinks he's the best number one overall pick in the history of the NBA. Just fucking around, obviously throwing shade at him. Um, And Kwame did not take uh, did not take that lightly and snapped back. On I want to say Saturday night, right? He came out Saturday night, and that was when he was. That was when he was rocking the uh, the DC shirt, right? Or was that when he was on the hookah? It may have been the hookah. Um, there's like four or five different videos in my brain now. There's one where he's wearing like a a brim hat in his pickup truck. There's one That's, where he's rocking that was like, like a yesterday. Okay. <laughs> there's one where he looks like he's on the set of Ridiculousness with a DC T-shirt. There's one where he's puffing a wireless hookah. He was he was on one and I texted it to you. I was like, hey, do you did you see this? Like Kwame Brown is like going off right now. And what was your response to me? I don't think I've ever heard the man talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, never heard Kwame Brown speak before. He sounds like the scariest, most country, I'll fuck you up, little boy, like mean uncle, uncle. that you yeah. just don't want to meet or be on the bad side. Yep. And I will say he's got a point. I, I, I'm on. I'm on team Kwame with this one. He's just like, look, dude, leave me the fuck alone. I've been out of the league for how long? And I was drafted 20 years ago. Like, right? Don't make fun of me. Keep my name out of your mouth. I'm a grown man. Like, leave me yeah. the fuck alone. Like, you know, Gil's always going to talk his shit. Um, he said that too. I think he said, "I expect this from Gil. He's like a little ass boy. He's got a yeah. little boy uh, mentality." <laughs> yeah, I. I don't know. I, I just feel bad for Kwame Brown, man. He just seemed, I didn't know he was this kind of dude and to see him just like going on these like pretty violent rants, like over and over mm-hmm. again, like threatening these dudes. Just like, seems like he's with the shits. Yeah. I mean, he he's... called out, I think he called out Stephen A. Smith today. He um, called out Stephen he, A. Smith. He, he referred to Matt Barnes as Becky with the good hair said, I would, it goes against everything I'm about to get clowned on by a dude with finger waves. <laughs> Um, I'm assuming you're going to be putting some audio in this, uh, in yeah, this episode, I got, right? I'm going to pull some, some audio from, from my favorite video, which is also found out he had a YouTube channel and he's been going live on YouTube and just letting it Ripping fly it for like 25 minutes. Yep. Uh, but I'll play a few clips. I'll, I'll have a few playing from the, once we jump into it. Um, yeah, I, I know. What do you think about like, are you on? The smoke guys podcast or a side of things or i'm a big fan Kwame? of uh big fan of all the smoke if did you watch the like the the piece of say it again I'll cut did you out. watch the did you watch the piece of video that it stemmed from like did um, you see the like the part of the episode so i saw it like briefly like i didn't go like super into it but i saw like the little like tap on his leg and like they kind of laughed about it and then kept it moving yeah 
Um, so it's very I small. It was pretty, yeah. I thought it was kind of harmless to be honest. And that's kind of what those guys, they're jokesters. They're going to talk shit. They're all the smoke. They want all the smoke. You know what I mean? I do enjoy their show. I love that, that tandem. I think they're hilarious. Um, but I definitely see where Kwame's coming from, especially because it, it seems like he lives such a low key life. I think he was in the big three, uh, and played in that, but I mean, he's not really in the media. He doesn't really, he's not super active on social media. So I see his point as well, but I, I think Dragonfly Jones might've had one of the funniest tweets about this. <laughs> and he said, uh, Kwame Brown been a running joke for 20 years, thrown into the fire and picked apart since he was 18 and never had any major run-ins with the law. No stints in and out of rehab. Mans is just drinking Coors Lights and inviting grown men to fair ones. That's a success story, if you ask me. And I think he just hit it on the head. He's just he, chilling out. He's a country dude. He drinks beer. He, he drives his pickup truck, bought his mom a house. I mean, what more do you want? He stays out the way. He never talks shit as everybody just like wrote him. And hey, man, yep. he played with Jordan and Kobe. He got his ass chewed out every single day of his career. Yep. And yeah, he stunk. But like, <laughs> I guess I'll say there's this. been so many players that have been just as bad. I know it was like the context and everything, but yeah, leave, leave my man alone. The best. <laughs> He's like, who set those motherfucking screens? Yeah, yeah, I was dying at that. <laughs> yeah, talking about what do you say? Yeah, me, me and Kobe went for eighty-two. <laughs> yeah, I was setting them screens. <laughs> and he, yeah. Like see clips, he's like laying people out on the Raptors. Yeah, he's 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 the greatest. Uh, I mean, he's important to a. He was a warrior at one time, and yeah. uh, what what a lot of people don't realize is that he was a part of a trade that really changed um, the organization as a whole in 2012, he was traded with Monte and Ekbe Udo to, uh, the bucks for, for Andrew Bogut. And that was a huge trade getting away from Monte Ellis and kind of giving the keys to Steph Curry and obviously bringing in the big Aussie. That was a big help for our first championship run. Um, so I'd like to thank him personally for facilitating that golden state era. That was huge. And I'm going to say I'm on the, all the smoke guys, uh, side on this one just because it brought us this gift of Kwame Brown that we didn't know about. So if they never had uh, done that little chuckle and, and talked a little bit of shit with Gilbert Arenas, we never would have known what Kwame sounded like. We never would have known that he dresses like an old Mississippi pimp. We wouldn't have known a lot of this shit. So I want to thank Matt Barnes and Stack Jack personally for, uh, for giving us this gift that's been keeping me entertained for the past three, four days. Dude, I've I've gone to his Instagram. I don't follow him, and I just I keep going back to his Instagram to see if he's like posting on these any stories or going live. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, thank you, thank you, uh, all the smoke for uh, getting him that the screen time. But I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Matt Barnes guy, Stack Jack, big fan of his. But like, they just have such a like wider reach, and they're just like like they're throwing little jabs at him on like Rachel Nichols on uh, the jump, and it's like, right, like be mad at yourself, man. We're talking hoops, and he's like, I don't give a fuck about hoops. <laughs> like we're talking shit about yeah. me. Leave me alone. Yeah, uh, I think Stack went live <laughs> again today and was like, like you can't talk shit about my hoop career. Like I was nice. It's your yeah. fault. You're not nice. Yeah, like, well, dude doesn't give a fuck that he underperformed yeah. and, and didn't. Yeah, live he up knows to that. <laughs> yeah, he's he very well aware. That. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like the same thing with Russ. Who's with Russ getting all this shit for like not winning rings? He's like, I'm a success in my own mind. Like I got out the shit. And Kwame Brown's like, I bought my mom a house on a golf course at 18. Like all I the success the I need. Yeah, like Absolutely. doesn't matter. He did his thing in the league and it didn't work out. So I hope it ends just for the sake of I don't want to see these guys like <laughs> Kwame Actually coming after them come to blows. Yeah. yeah, and then you got like they're like. They're like trying to take it there, like Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes, but they're also like not trying to take it there at the same time. It's just you know, they're Steven playing Jackson, it kind of weird. Yeah, Steven Jackson is a new uh, newfound Muslim, if you didn't know. So he's all oh, about peace now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't think he's going to really be um, fucking with Kwame too much. I think he's going to get his little shots in when he wants to retaliate, but it's not going to be uh, like blood stack check. I think that's gone. I think that stack is dead and gone um yeah he's a <laughs> he's a changed man he's a he's a newly newly found uh muslim but yep man of god <laughs> uh but no this i'm just been... looking 
fucking gold I'm just looking at these videos on mute right now and I cannot stop laughing at Kwame Brown in like dress clothes with that huge brim hat and sunglasses talking shit in his pickup truck. It's on He is jamming down the highway in yep. the back countries of Georgia, wherever he's at. And he's yeah. not looking on the road. He's not looking at the road. There's no dead one else ass. on the two lane road. Dead, dead ass on the camera. Yeah. You punk motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, I love how they're both older than him, and he's referred to them both as boy throughout yeah. the entire video. He's using boy. He he keeps referring to himself as his mama's son. You'll talk about a mama's son like that. Like that is... <laughs> love it. Very LeBron-esque. Yeah. I'm a father of three. Um, it makes me want to put, like, new pictures on our thumbnails, or thumbnails for uh, our episodes of just, like, a picture of him in his pickup truck, but... <laughs> I think that's going to be the uh, the Instagram uh, picture this week. Thank you for saying that. Um, um, but yeah, never really got in trouble. So like he's really lived a, a good life considering all things. A lot of guys that were in his shoes or similar to that, that underachieved, really went a different way. So uh, so shout out to Kwame for, for being a, a good dude overall. Looks like he would be nasty on like the grill as well. Yeah, was that Dragonfly who said something like that? He's like, I, I know. That was Vince Staples. Vince Staples, like he just looks like he throws the fuck down on the grill. Yeah, he, he cold on the grill. I know it. <laughs> uh, shout out Kwame. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. I appreciate uh, we appreciate everybody listening, supporting us. Um, yeah, want thank you to guys. Hear any any other content? Give us a shout. Give us a holla. Yeah. And a big, uh, big thank you again to uh, Joey Curtin for blessing us uh, on the last episode with our first interview. That was fun. Um, and they're kicking ass right now. Reardon's killing it. One, to, uh, I think three in a row. So big shout out to them. Got to be the pod. You know, yep. you, you get on the pod, you do well. Simple as that. So yeah. History in the making. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on through. We breed winners and uh, <laughs> success. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. That does it for this week. We will, uh, Check back in with y'all next Tuesday or next Wednesday, sorry. And um, mm-hmm. hopefully that's some good news with the Warriors. Yep. Everybody take care. And uh, free Palestine. We'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Always. Always.